Hey everyone, and welcome back! It has been a great two weeks off, but the San Pedro FIFA League is back for Season 2, so it's time to get into our off-season. Our window just opened here on December 1st, and there is so much to get into as far as transfers and what that means for each respective division and the teams in it, and where these managers take these teams now. That's what we're going to talk about on this edition of the this edition, excuse me, of the San Pedro FIFA League podcast. If you didn't already, my name is George Tello. I created this podcast for this gaming league, and <laughs> let me slow down a bit. Um, we're going into season two. Season two uh, is going to be exciting. We obviously had a great time in season one. And there's going to be a lot of different things that we bring into Season 2 that we didn't have in Season 1. Either way, it doesn't matter. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. I hope you guys enjoy the show. From now on, they're going to be weekly. Um, more than likely Tuesdays or Wednesdays from now on. And whew, let me catch my breath. I'm so excited. Uh, there's going to be a ton of different stuff that you guys haven't seen before. And this podcast, though, particularly, going to give my way-too-early power rankings. And I'm obviously going to get into the transfers and what they mean for the teams that have made moves already. And we should have a good idea on what we're going to get from the teams that make these big moves. And I'll obviously comment on Sohn and on Mane, excuse me. I was trying to think of who else was the big name signing. And the fact that <laughs> these guys are spending over $100 million on just one or two players respectively... Uh, but we'll get into that and all in the podcast and who was doing that. So let's get going on this first episode of Season 2 of the San Pedro FIFA League Podcast. Alright guys, so before I get anything started, let's talk about some real life football because there has been a ton of it. We're going to start in the English Premier League, I'm going to read all the results, and then I'll give an update on the table because it is kind of cool to know um, who's been really good of late and maybe you guys can find some interesting players and... Frankly, the way I see it is, I can be giving you guys people to look at if you didn't know who these players already were. So the first game I'm going to cover is obviously the Norwich City and Arsenal game. That ended 2-2. Timo Pukki, Todd Cantwell, if you don't know who those guys are, they scored for Norwich. Pierre Mekabamiang, who just moved in our gaming league. I'll talk about him later for Arsenal getting the goals. That ends 2-2. The player of the match, the Budweiser king of the match, should I say, was Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. The next game, of course, was Leicester City with... This victory, uh, winning 2-1 at Everton, uh, at home against Everton. Jamie Vardy in the 68th minute and Kalichi Ihanacho in the 94th minute of the game to win it. Yes, VAR had to overturn it, but with this one, um, Leicester City go to second in the table. The king of the match was Jamie Vardy. I'll get to what this means for them in the table in just a bit. But as we go on, let's finish off the rest of the Sunday results that started off our window. Manchester United 2, Austin Villa 2. Listen, I don't know. I don't want to comment too much. I just want to read basically the scores and keep you guys updated if you're not paying attention to the Premier League. Um, then I guess this means nothing to you. But for Manchester United fans, let me know. What you think if Ali Gunnar Soskar is going to keep his job? Because it looks like Arsenal pulled the trigger, Tottenham pulled the trigger. Are Is Manchester United going to join those clubs in making the change because things aren't working? The last result on Sunday was Wolves and Sheffield United. That ended 1-1. Listen, a lot of good saves from both keepers in that game. I was able to watch the highlights. If you haven't, 
the Premier League has this cool thing on YouTube where you can go and watch all the highlights for all the games, and you can check that out. Let's get on to the Saturday results, because this one was very interesting. Newcastle 2, Manchester City 2, John Joe Shelby with just a, woo, what a goal, and he keeps the... Former champions at bay. It is now an 11-point lead for Liverpool. And speaking of them, a 2-1 win against Brighton and Holjavian. I'm pretty sure I butchered the second part of that. It doesn't matter. Um, and Hove Albion, excuse me. Um, listen, Allison got a red card in this game, but it didn't matter. Van Dyke's two goals were just enough. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold with both assists. Um, he wasn't the man of the match. It was Virgil van Dyke. But this victory puts them 11 points clear. And I'll get to the rest of the table in a bit. Crystal Palace won 2-0 in Burnley. West Ham United at Stamford Bridge hold on and keep the clean sheet. It was a nice moment after the game for the 33-year-old keeper um, that was making his Premier League debut after being the third-string keeper. Um, pretty good moment, too, after the game. His dad played in the Premier League for West Ham. He went into the stands and had a moment with his father. That's always nice to see. Southampton 2, Watford 1. I don't know what to make of those two teams. Southampton are either completely horrible or they're in control of the entire game and it wasn't really control in this one but Watford have been just as bad they ended up firing their manager not too long after Tottenham three Bournemouth two the Jose Mourinho era just it just continues to start off well after the ridiculous comeback in the Champions League the other night they somehow hold on and beat uh, Bournemouth Listen, Tottenham have all the attacking talent in the world, uh, but it has not been good up until Mourinho came. We'll see if this lasts more than six games. Let's get to the league table. All right, let's read through this uh, league table really quickly. We've got Liverpool on 40 points with Leicester in second with 32. Man City with 29. Chelsea with 26. Six points off is Tottenham Hotspur. Listen, they're not that far back. They could make a push, even though it looks like Chelsea and City are going to continue to do what they do all season. Wolves in six with 20. Sheffield United with 19 points. They are tied with Arsenal at the moment. Manchester United in ninth place all the way down there with 18 points. I'm not going to continue to read the rest of the league table since most of us only really care about the top, I don't know, six teams in the Premier League. I just thought I'd do this to catch you guys up on what was happening, of course. We look forward to the next fixtures coming up because there's some pretty good, exciting ones. So This week in the Premier League, as you guys know, it is a date to be confirmed for West Ham and Liverpool. That's going to be at the London Stadium. It has not yet been announced yet. I'm on their official website trying to check. It has not been announced. However, for Tuesday, December 3rd, lock that in, guys. We have, we have Crystal Palace and Bournemouth. That will be on NBC Sports Gold. However, Burnley and Manchester City at 12.15 Pacific time at Turf Moor. That's going to be an important game for Manchester City to get back in the title race. They are not far off, but right now it looks like Liverpool could pull away with the victory on Wednesday. Speaking of Wednesday... The Merseyside Derby, Liverpool and Everton. Unfortunately, that game will not be on TV. That game will be on NBC Sports Gold, so if you have that, check that out. Wolves and West Ham join them with Southampton and Norwich also playing. Chelsea and Aston Villa will go at it at Stamford Bridge. Another London team for Chelsea to deal with. This time I expect them to get going. All those kickoffs for Chelsea, Villa, um, Southampton and Norwich, Wolves and West Ham are all at 11.30. The Liverpool game is at 12.15. Um, Leicester and Wofford will play each other at the King Power. And then the big game that is on TV will be Manchester United and Tottenham Hotspur. On to Thursday, because we're really thinning things out. Uh, there is no uh, European games this weekend, or this week, excuse me. But we have Sheffield United and Newcastle to look forward to at Bramall Lane. And then you have Arsenal and Brighton at the Emirates. That one is going to be on TV 
The first game will be at 11.30, the second at 12.15. Now on Saturday, <laughs> because we are in December now and we are starting to play double fixtures, we have Everton and Chelsea to wake up to at Goodison Park with Bournemouth and Liverpool playing after that, followed by Spurs, Burnley, Watford and Crystal Palace, and then the Manchester, Dar the Manchester Derby, which I fully expect a bet between Pierre and Michael Ortiz. Now, that one will be played at the Etihad. However, <laughs> you have to like what City's done against Manchester United since Pep took over, and you fully expect them to do some dominance there. Now, on Sunday, we have an early game at 6. We have three games at 6, excuse me. Villa and Leicester will go at it. Newcastle and Southampton, Norwich and Sheffield United. I know not sexy games, but Brighton and Wolves at 8.30 should provide a decent game as we wait for football to start. <laughs> and on Monday, now... This is the last game of the week. I know we have two games this week, so it's nice. It's very entertaining. West Ham and Arsenal at the London Stadium. So those games, I'll catch you guys up on next week. I hope you guys enjoy the Premier League. I do. I watch pretty much every game, and I'm not going to lie. A majority of our players that are in the gaming league right now are from the Premier League. I know some of you guys have MLS players and Serie A players, but I thought I would waste at least 10 minutes of your time and barely over 7 minutes at the moment. Uh, but just talk about this, because what else is there to get excited for? I mean, you could watch real games, watch what your guys are doing in real life, and I'm sure it'll add some excitement. You know, you kind of root for your own players. But anyways, let's get you back to the regular part of the podcast. Let's get on to D2 and what those teams have done so far in the transfer window. So as I'm recording this, um, you know, I scroll through the pages and just to start this segment, um, you know, Dre is no longer in D2, but Porto have recently uh, gone down there. They were demoted automatically. They had a torrid season, but you know, credit to Luis. He stuck to it, and he's one of those guys where he's going to get knocked down and get back up. They, we have a trade, basically, is what I'm getting at. Celtic will permanently acquire Evan and Dicka, and Porto, in return, will permanently receive Alexander Isaac. Um, it's a guy who's been shopped around in Isaac for a while, um, but Dre has trying to improve that defense as he goes into D1. I'll talk a little bit about uh, some D1 guys in just a bit, um, but that being said, we have a few big things to talk about. Um, as we go forward, there's always going to be moves. A lot of people are making a ton of moves. Like I'm, I'm scrolling as I'm talking to you guys now. Uh, there is so much transfer activity going on, so I'm just going to read as we go down. Um, just to catch you guys up, if you haven't heard or you don't aren't in the manager's pages uh, and you follow the league, um, essentially we have Porto making a ton of deals along with Leicester City, and I am guilty of making a ton of moves when I play in the FIFA League, and I am Leicester City. So uh, let's quickly start with Porto. They received $4.5 million, and Atletico will re receive Schurz and Nuno Tavares. Um, this is just a couple guys that, you know, Robert's been kind of a low-end D2 player uh, the last season or two, and he's just trying to get better. Um, to me, it's just about adding guys and trying to get some depth. That's how I see it. You know, that's how I see that move for him. Um, obviously, Luis, you know, it was tr shopping uh, Sirs for a while. Sirs is a 72 overall uh, right now, but an 83 potential. So, you know, Robert's looking at it as, okay, I have to try and improve and get guys going forward for the future. And I don't know what you guys think about Nuno Tavares, but a 73 overall with an 85 potential. Guys rarely reach their potential. 
But when you get an 85, I think a lot of people are taking notice to your abilities. You know, it could be that next kid that has that kind of uptick in FIFA-like lore, right? Everyone always has, like, these guys where you're talking about, okay, I could use this guy in career mode, and he just grows. So when you see that, most of us try and bring that to the FIFA league. And I'll be honest, he's a fullback, six foot, 168 pounds. He's got a four-star weak foot, so I don't mind this deal at all. You know, according to SoFIFA, as of their recent update, he's got an 86 acceleration, 88 sprint speed, 84 stamina. And uh, to go along with that, he's got 75 dribbling. So he's a pretty solid player for the most part. He's not going to light it up. <laughs> I mean, he plays for Benfica. He's not starting, uh, but he's a lefty. And this is something that Roberts, you know, needed to improve on over the last year or two is some defensive players. So he's he's trying to change that. Can't be mad at him for that. He also made a big purchase. Atletico Madrid doing big things so far this window. They purchased Alessane Plie from AC Milan. AC Milan getting 20 mil back uh, for a striker. Listen, athletic, but can he link up some play? I'm not sure that's his thing. He's more of a guy who's going to be around the box and try and score goals. We'll see how Robert uses him. Um, I haven't really dipped too deep into some of these teams, but I have to like that Robert's trying to improve his side and you can't you can't be mad at what he does next. He goes and gets a striker. And then from Spurs, he goes and purchases Musa Dembele for 8 million euros. That's something that if I'm a D2 competitor, and I was watching Robert do this, uh, you know, I saw that he had sold. Uh, I'll get to the next thing he did, but I saw that he had made some moves, and it made me want to react to his move. So got, you can't blame Robert for trying to get things going back in his direction. He's had a tough time since joining uh, that doesn't mean, though, he can't turn it around. We've seen guys just come up out of nowhere after having a bad first season in D2 and recover. One of them is now going up to D1 in Dre, who, you know, you got to say, he didn't play great the first time he was in the league. Second time around, he really figured things out. So you got to like what Robert's doing. However, I don't know if I agree with this deal. Barcelona buying Kepa Arizabalaga from Atletico for $20 million. So Robert's had a lot of money to throw around. Can't be mad at him for that. Um, I'll get to another deal that Barca did later. But once again, I mean, there's there's all these moves I'm talking about. Robert has made. Atletico Madrid also getting Giuliano for 5 mil. So he's obviously moving his money around very nicely. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, not too upset with what that is. However, let's talk about Leicester City because I'm, I'm hyped about this team and for good reason because it's mine. Um, that's right. If people don't know, I do the podcast, but I, I rejoin the league. And I made a couple moves myself. I brought in Kangin Lee. Uh, he's a center attacking mid. Mostly plays on the outside, I believe, for Valencia. But I'm excited about him. Uh, listen, South Korean, he was part of the team that won in the Asian Games, so he doesn't have to serve in the military. That was something big for me because I don't want to have to end up losing this kid uh, at some point. I didn't even want to think about that. I know that's so many years in advance because he's 18. But I had to pay up 17 million euros. I do like this deal for myself. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, that Joey will take the money in Club Liverpool getting 17 mil in return. Now, as I scrolled down, obviously there's a lot of D1 moves, but I went and made another move because it just seems to me that the only two people want to make moves is me and Robert at this current moment. And, well, listen, I went and got 
<laughs> apparently, according to Santi, and this is what he wrote, uh, that he had sold Javier Chicharito, a.k.a. the Mexican goat Hernandez, to, uh, to me for seven mil. Listen, I don't know. I don't know if Santi will listen to this right away, but listen, I'm going to take care of the guy, okay? Uh, I, I genuinely think that uh, under my tutelage, he will do just fine. I love my strikers uh, very much. Um, and I'm going to, I promise I'm going to take care of him. Another move that, um, I really want to get into is how in the hell did Porto come up with getting Lataro Martinez and just giving up 70 mil just like that, right? Benfica with that 70 mil just turned right around two hours later, like Luis posted that at eight something. Andrew comes out and posts this, and we're getting ready to watch football. And Benfica just drops that he received Pierre Emerick Aubameyang for seventy five million from Wolves. And I'll talk about what Wolves did with that later in the podcast. But you want to talk about a team trying to get better and trying to compete because you're seeing everyone else make deals, right? I mean, a lot of us were posting deals early, early in the morning. I saw this deal. And I think Jalant won the first week of the transfer window, right? Like, you go and get a guy. I, you can say what you want about his age, but FIFA-wise, probably till he's 33, he's going to keep that pace, and he might even keep the pace. You know, FIFA has a weird tendency to keep things like that around. You know, they may diminish other skills. But if I'm Jalant, this is the deal that gets you into the top three. So I like what Jalant's done so far. Um... You know, he's moved some people around, but you have to do it, especially if you want to get up into D1. Some of these guys are desperate to get there. So next deal. Anyways, let's move on. So already made a deal and uh, Arsenal now, formerly of Aventus. Um, but Mario Balotelli will go to Houston for $18 million. Alex Iwobi goes to Houston on a season loan for $2 million now. And at the end of the season, they have an option to pay 30 million euros for the rest of Alex Alexander Awobi. Another move that was made by Lester and myself, I went and got Frank Ribery. Three mil goes to Ronnie and that D1 side that is starting to get even better and better, uh, picking up a lot of money. Uh, did a deal with in the win, uh, within the division. Uh, Alexander Zinchenko will go to Manchester City. In return, that's how I was able to pay for all my wonderful players. Now, there is some big deals in D1 that I probably should get to. Um, uh, that I think that you guys are going to actually like, I think that there is a, I think there's a genuine like for some of these players, right? A lot of these guys are just picking up people most of the time. I truly think that for the most part, a lot of people picked up players, especially in D1 that they know they can use. I'm going to take a break and then we're going to talk about those D1 players because some of them could change the very outlook of D1. We'll be right back. All right, I'm out of breath reading the D2 <laughs> transfers, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to be out of breath reading the D1 transfers as well. But early yesterday morning, as we're all just probably waking up, some of us probably slept right through this, Young Boys would receive Emre Chan in their quest to stay up in D1. This is their first really big move uh, that I, I liked. And Liverpool, in the end, were able to get 20 million euros back. Um, if I'm Ronnie, this this is what you need to do because you picked up a better... You had a great offense down in D2. And in D1, um, you're going to have to 
rely a little bit more on a balance because we saw last year, right? Evan struggled at the beginning and Barcelona were, frankly, they were in a relegation spot and things changed. Once they found more balance to their game, they were able to kind of reestablish themselves. Another guy I'd like to make an example for is Edison. Edison, it was, he was kind of a weird team at first. Then he started to establish what he needed to do. How do I win games? Not how do I stop these guys, but how do I win games? And I think that's something that Ronnie is trying to establish now early in his window because, um, frankly, that's what it's going to take, especially when I get into this deal right here because Barcelona will get Ankel Correa or will sell Ankel Correa to Celtic for 30 mil. Listen, I saw this deal when it first came out, and as a manager in the league, I was like, I don't know if I'm paying 30 mil for that guy. You can say what you want about his real-life performances, but a FIFA player... He's solid. I don't know if I'm paying $30 million for Correa. This is kind of a weird move on Dre's part, but, you know, you're going to do what you feel is right. D1 is kind of a, especially the first season you're going to be in there, you're going to have to take some risk, uh, risk, excuse me, and this is the first the beginning of, of that for him, and it's, it's going to be interesting. I don't know if I want that deal, but, you know, good luck to Celtic. We'll see if they can use that. Uh, and use another attacking player for what is a team that did struggle to score last season in D2 at times. Barcelona purchased Juan Bernat from Tottenham for 15 mil. Listen, Aaron was shopping this player for a while. The fact that someone bit and finally gave him 15 mil, I'm not really surprised, but going to be curious because Tottenham have a weird, or have, or have had a weird last two seasons, and the off seasons that follow were just as weird. But we'll see. Things can change so quickly. You guys, we have, a, I think it's what, a month or two to really get better. And then we have the preseason. Uh, I wouldn't even call it a preseason tournament. We have the VT Cup. So there's going to be a realization really soon if these moves worked out or not. However, one move that I think is going to be interesting to see work out, Barcelona making a moves again, have loaned Thiago uh, from Liverpool for 10 mil now. And they have the option to purchase at the end of the season for an additional 60 million euros. And listen, I, t I hung out with Joey all day yesterday watching football, and he he likes the deal. But personally, there's not many midfielders as silky smooth as Thiago. Um, listen, he may not win a header in FIFA, but he's going to get that ball and pivot very well to the attacking three that Liverpool had. But now... It looks like Barcelona are going to try and use that money they got from D1 and their very successful start to D1. Um, let's see if they can use that to continue going forward. I, I believe that's one of the better deals I've seen for Barcelona. I just, for Liverpool, because they had the balance before, uh, I'm kind of shocked that that was something that they were so willing to let go. As for a team that has already been super attacking, I talked about Washburn giving up Aubameyang for 75 mil. Well, Tell me why he turns right around and goes and purchases Luis Suarez for $50 million. Now, right now, there's been a few people making their comments about it. But listen, Luis Suarez is still a very capable striker in FIFA. He's probably not going to have um, that stamina ability to stay in a full 90 minutes quality-wise and the way the new FIFA runs. He's not going to be able to press. He's not going to be able to play on the front foot. Um, but I'm sure Andrew will try and get the best out of him. Another move that Andrew has tried to make, he's trying to bring in for $40 million, um, and I believe the bid is almost done. It's two hours away on Ankel Di Maria. $40 million euros for a guy that, listen, Piri kind of made the comment before I could, but 
you're right. He's right. Ten, 10 years ago, this team would be uh, scary. Um, but it looks like, you know, getting a couple aging superstars. Uh, but Ankel Di Maria has had one of the best years that he's had with PSG. And it doesn't look like he's going to slow down. Uh, he's just continued to get assists and goals and continuous continuously, excuse me, in Ligue 1. I, I know most people denounce that the French first division, but listen, you got to perform. Those are professionals, and he's dominating them consistently week in and week out so far. He's outperformed Neymar, who can't seem to stay on the field. So there you go. You're going to get value back because he's obviously playing, and the way FIFA works is you play, you're definitely going to get a chance to improve your overall rating. And even if you don't, Di Maria provides... Free kicks, corners, he can hit long passes, he can hit short passes, can play in a ton of different positions. He's going to be a guy that you're going to want to look out for if you're in D1. As for a guy that I just really hope that you're not in his group or you have to play Santi the first month. Because Sadio Mane is coming to a D1 near you. And listen, $120 million for Sadio Mane, it's going to break the bank for Santi. You know, we, we've seen him buy Messi, so it's not really surprising he needs another player up top. And I don't think this I don't think this gives Santi a title, though. I think the way the new FIFA works, if you have a defense, I think I need to be afraid of you. However, Santi does have one of the few teams in the league that you look at those players and you are terrified. You know, now he's got Mane, Messi, Costa going forward. That's not to mention Lozano as well. So he's going to have guys... Actually, I don't even know if Lozano's still on this team. Regardless, Santi has guys and Leon have guys that are going to be able to get forward, get at, get at it. And honestly, Mane is probably at the height of his game. And I don't think he's going to stop. He's only 27. He's got a few years of really elite years left in him and possibly more uh, because Liverpool have been great. So I like this move for him. Um, I, I can't can't be mad at a guy for trying to get one of the best attacking teams in the league, especially after what Chelsea's done. You have to try and match that. More Wolves news, as it looks like, well, they placed a 10 million euro bid on Jao Matinho. Uh, this comes on the back of the Di Maria and, of course, the Luis Suarez bids. So Andrews used that Aubameyang money to go out and kind of balance out the rest of the roster. Obviously, he got money from other places and is using that 75 mil to add on to what has been a pretty great attacking team over the last, or actually since Andrew's existence in the league. However, the defense has faltered, and it looks like Washburn's trying to get more of a team that kind of has a little bit more balance to each other, um, can kind of play in specific positions or be versatile when he needs them to be. And I kind of like these moves from Washburn. Listen, all those guys may not be great. Matino's older, but this can allow Washburn to kind of redo his whole squad and at the same time allow him to have some veteran players and be very competitive. Now, I <laughs> this next move, it got a lot of attention because the bids continued to rise. And listen, Heyman Son is going to be a great player uh, for Chris in this league. He did sell Dybala to Barcelona for 60 mil. That's a really undercut deal for Evan. Good for him, right? I mean, he got undercut. What he did, but he wanted to sell him because he wanted Son. The bid, I believe, let me click on it. Let me see how far this bid went. Um, I believe it got out of hand to the point where 
he was at almost a hundred million and they were going at it for a while. I saw the bid go to 85 when we were watching football and I just was like, I put my phone down to go charge and I come right back and I'm like, holy shit, it's at 108. So that's where we finished. We were at 108 and it looks like, and it, it, it's pretty much all but confirmed now that uh, Chris is going to lock up Hangman Son for 108 million euros. A guy who just left Newcastle, obviously because of Jake uh, leaving the league, but this is a guy that I think a lot of people wanted so now there you go. I mean, that's going to be something that we look forward to. And if I'm in D1, I'm seeing these two teams make these moves because those are only the transfers I really I, – I know I talked about a lot of transfers, but those are the two moves that are obviously going to stand out. My question next is how is everyone going to react? Because if – you know, obviously not everyone has access to who has all these transfer funds, but I'll tell you right now, I'm not going to reveal how, how much they have. Um, but listen, Serge has got over a hundred million. Ryan has about 60 something million. I expect these guys along with Tottenham and Liverpool, something has got to come on this transfer page at some point because you have to react to Sadio Mane joining up with Messi and Douglas Costa. Costa led the league in assists last season and the season before that Messi was arguably the player of the year or player of the season. So he's joining that because Santi knows, like everyone else, you need to have three attacking players that can scare the opposition. And well, they've he's done that because Chris has done that. Chris has more than just three. He has got an armada of people coming off the bench and in the midfield and in the attack. So you have to match that. So the question now becomes, can these managers match up with him? I, w I expect a reaction from Club America because I almost feel like if you don't get a reaction from Serge, who else is going to really give you that resounding one in Liverpool? A team that's finished sixth uh, the last two years, I believe, and <laughs> they're going to have to react. They're, someone is going to have to react to this news. You don't just watch two guys go for $100 million plus and not try and counter it. We'll see what they do. Now, I know that Liverpool are in the market for a fullback. Um, they've bounced, bounced Alaba around. Just This is coming from Joey. I won't reveal this specific player, but he is looking for a fullback that I know can change his team. This is team already good, right? This team's already good. So whoever he brings in, it could be scary. Listen, he could even bring in another midfielder to make it for Thiago, which would be even scarier Um and not to mention, he may not be satisfied with his attack. Marco Asensio has been injured. Yeah, I know he's an 85 still on SoFIFA, but, you know, maybe he's over it. Maybe he knows, listen, let me just attack. Screw this. You know, he's already been a pretty decent defender. And with the new FIFA, you have to defend. You can't just let the computer do it for you. I kind of like that possibility for Liverpool that they could kind of go anywhere with their transfers. So we'll see what they do. As for Serge... Sold Nicolas Pepe. I wasn't really a fan of that, but he probably doesn't see any potential. He was brilliant with Pepe. So we'll see who he can fit in. It's probably going to be Sancho. I am very, very curious to see what uh, Club America has in store. I just like Liverpool. I feel like they can go anywhere and you kind of can be like, okay, this makes sense. Whereas with Ryan and Ta or Kashima and Tottenham, I'm kind of looking at it like if you guys don't spend that money you have on defenders, I am really going to be worried about where your team goes in the near future. Like I'm not going to be confident in that, in the way the D2 season has gone. Like 
even the teams coming up, like Celtic can play defense. It's going to be interesting to see how they react to the changes in D1. We're obviously going to have to give them some time, at least two months into the regular season, to kind of be like, okay, Drake can defend up here in D1. As for Ronnie, his question mark is going to be, can he score? I think he can hang with the big boys defensively, but can he score? Does he have the imagination to break down some of these top teams in D1? Especially the teams that aren't very good offensively, at least play defense. And those teams end up 7th through 10th in the, t- in the league table at the end of the season. So it's going to be curious to see how a lot of those guys react. However, Mane and Sohn coming into the league to join super teams, basically, um, is going to add an interesting factor. And I expect teams to react accordingly to that. We're going to take one more break, and when we come back, I'm going to talk about what new additions we made to the league and talk about our league schedule that is coming up. So we'll be right back. Okay, so let's get to the last seg- segment of the podcast, and from now on, when there is news like that I'm about to associate uh, with this segment, I will have this segment available for you guys when it pops up on the uh, uh, weekly if we get inform- or news that kind of fits this segment. Other than that, I'm going to use the last segment of the podcast to genuinely spitball things and or talk about power rankings, which I'm going to hold off on, of course, for now. It's way too early and kind of just discuss other things. Now, as for the podcast, I'd just like to announce that um, from now on, if you guys can, and this is something that I've talked to about a lot of different managers and that they might like doing, especially the D1 guys I know are kind of behind this already, some of you at least. And at least us that do the team of the month and really wanted to do a good team of the season. But we are like, okay, we can't just go on stats. From now on, is it any possible? I know you guys post already so much. But listen, these are pictures you can delete, right? No one's telling you. Once the month ends and you see that they've confirmed it, delete them. But post the man of the match or at least write it down. You know, type it in. You know, don't type in player ratings, you know, but type in. Who had the man of the match? Who was the man of the match? I believe that this will get rid of that stigma that we only use stats, that we're only looking at. Oh, this guy said he was good. Well, that's just one guy. So I want to see what you guys post or what you guys think about that. So please, I think that would be informative that, you know, in the future we do that because I had a guy bugging me all season about, no, this guy's good enough. And Washburn knows exactly how frustrating I'm sure that was for him, but Listen, other managers had the same thing happening to them. Listen, we can't watch everyone, so, um, which is something I'll get to in a bit. But listen, post your man of the match. I understand not posting all the ratings, but if you feel like you can, go ahead. It does help us. It helps us so much when you guys post the ratings. So for the future, that's something to think about. I'm not saying it's mandatory. I'm not the commissioner. So it would just be something that helps us out. On to the second announcement for us here at the podcast. Um, Listen, I over the last what season that we've been around. I got enough guys to come on here to where we had good conversation when we were here. If you would like to be on the podcast, please let me know. We will gladly have you on here. Next week, I probably can try and probably only voice message, but I'm going to try and voice message uh, interview with Evan, the Barcelona manager, and kind of get his feel on what he's doing so far. Um, But I like that more in the future. It's okay if you cannot come on the podcast and just have a conversation with me and talk for 20 minutes. That's all right. I understand that everyone can spare 20 minutes. But if I send you questions, if you can voice message the podcast using the Anchor app, that'd be awesome. Because then guess what? You could be on the podcast. 
you get to have your voice heard and there we go right i mean it's it's kind of an easy thing that you can do i've had tons of managers do it before and they were very quick answers and you can answer it all in one video recording it doesn't matter or you can do it question by question that's fine too um just something that we want to be transparent about um, because I think guys would be really excited about that. All right, so let's get to what the league was talking about. Peary has updated the funds. So for all you managers, the league has got all their funds updated. The funds include free agent bins that have not been finalized yet, but are believed to probably go into those teams' favors. That is for all divisions. Now, this is a longer read, but if you haven't seen it, and this goes for all the people that are going to keep up uh, with the news, but... Basically, if you're participating in this transfer window, you're playing. Um, and there is still time, so if you know anyone who wants to play in the league, there's still time to join. The league has said they can still join the league after the window is open, but the sooner the better. I won't get into all the posting rules. That is for everyone else to kind of get into. Um, you know, I, there's, um, there's just something to keep up with that you guys can... Uh, talk about now here's the timeline for the events for the coming season now listen closely because i'm not going to talk about the loan thing that ryan posted but very it's about it's about mostly the ps5 so the ps5 is coming out december 2020 um we are tbd as far as i know that they're gonna we're gonna switch over to the ps5 at some point and i understand people have kids they have other things they got to worry about Start saving now. We're here in January, or excuse me, in December. We haven't even hit January yet, so we have time. <laughs> and I'm assuming what we'll do, and this is something I thought about when I was at work, is that once we play that next season of FIFA, right? Because we kind of have like overlapping seasons. We kind of haven't had that consistent thing, and people want to change things here and there. But our season ends July 31st. We're going to have our second season of FIFA 20. I like two seasons for each FIFA, even though sometimes we're going to have some rollover effect for the next FIFA. Listen, that's fine with me. I don't see why that's a big deal. No one's telling you to hold on to FIFA once we're done with it. You can go and sell it. You can start, uh, you know, stock it away somewhere. No one's telling you what to do when it comes to that. But we are going to switch to the PS5 at some point. So guys, be aware. If you're a manager, you guys can go and read the uh, the loan rules on your own. As for the true timeline of events, the window did open December 1st. Our VT Cup, not preseason tournament, will start January 20th through the 26th. The window will coincide and close on the 31st of January, and then the tournament of the or excuse me, the FA Cup and the season will kick off February 1st. And like I said, it'll the season ends July 31st. The midseason knockout stage will be from April 30th to May 5th. Now, the FA Cup's going to end May 5th. This is good because then we get two months straight of the league. Hopefully by that point we are not uh, just looking at what uh, Chelsea have done and how dominant they've been. So that's where we are with all the news as far as that goes. I know I'm stumbling, guys. This is the first episode back. I... I really did take a break. I, I didn't do any type of setup or wait for this. I got on, um, I looked Saturday night uh, about just, just a tiny bit on what I wanted to talk about, and I wrote it down in my notes. And I, I'm glad I got to talk about pretty much everything. I held off on power rankings. I, it's way too early. As for next week on the podcast, though, I should have Evan. Um, 
and you'll get his thoughts on what his team's doing. I might even try and get other managers to come on. I'm so glad, once again, that you guys listened to the podcast. Last season, our biggest episode had 73 hits, and I hope we can get more episodes that do that. Guys, good luck this season. Good luck in the transfer window if you are a manager. Um, If you have to play against me, once again, good luck. Um, And for those who aren't in the league anymore that are either listening to the podcast just to keep up because the league is fun to you or maybe you're just you just follow the league just because doesn't matter thank you guys for for listening um we would not be doing i would not be doing what i'm doing if i didn't think people really uh wanted to listen to it throughout the season though because i forgot that's what i was going to talk about i will bring you guys team of the week and what players got upgraded big time as we go through that i totally forgot that in my notes so i apologize as for now till next week you guys will hear from me on Wednesday. Like I said, I'll have Evan. I'll have more news on what's going on. I'm sure transfers will be made um, throughout the week. And obviously, I'll get into teams as we creep closer to January. We have a lot of time and a lot of stuff to talk about because we are really early in the season. This is this is just the beginning. We are literally two days in, and I've already recorded one podcast. So I hope you guys like it. We have a long season to go. I hope you guys can stick around. I want no one to quit this year. This is going to be the first season we got. We get no one to quit. I, I truly think we can. Um, D1 is going to be ex- so exciting. I just There's so much that can happen with a lot of different teams getting better. D2, there's a lot of teams with young players that are going to improve throughout the season, which will really affect how that season plays out. We're so far away, but we are going to get you guys ready for kickoff for the first games. And... Guys, this season, last thought before I close this up, because you know what? I'm reading my notes, and I totally forgot this because I didn't scroll down like an idiot. Everyone needs to get a Twitch account. Everyone. I want to watch every single San Pedro FIFA League game I fucking can. Guys, this is not a joke. Like, I really like watching you guys play video games. And I hope you guys feel that same, that that's a mutual feeling. Like, I hope it is. Like, I would, I loved... The thing we did for the league, I wish my front camera was better because I would have recorded more between Liverpool and Spurs. There was so much hype for that game. We were building it up, and then six of you watched it because you didn't know what Twitch was. Go and figure out what Twitch is, okay? Because we want to put games on there. We want to be able to have access. Like, I go back and I watch old games on there. Like, it's so dope that I can go back and watch clips of games. So we need to figure that out. I don't know. I understand that it was like messing up. If we need to get a new one, so be it. But we need to get that up. And not just the San Pedro FIFA League one. Um, we need to get one for everyone. And everyone should have one. That way we can watch you guys go to your specific one and watch you play. Because it is so exciting. Um, and having just one universal Twitch account is a little tough uh, to keep up with. Especially everyone logging in, logging out. Alright, I'm done. I've talked too much. I've probably annoyed some of you i'm expecting some people to comment pierre about this and that and criticize somebody else which will be fun for me to read till next week guys i'm george tello thank you once again for listening to the san pedro fifa league podcast you can find us on instagram at the same name there will be results posted this season there will be team of the month players of the month and manager of the month posted this year i will try and find some really hilarious pictures of our managers of the month to post obviously i'll get their permission first but Once again, goodbye, guys. See you next week. Okay, super late here in the (laughs) 
audio room here because I'm editing the podcast and then I see this jackass bid, 121 mil for Sadio Mane. So guys, um, I'm going to be posting the podcast in like five minutes and I was almost done editing, I swear to God. And I have already felt super like cracked out because I, I felt like I was talking fast the whole podcast and I'm like trying to see what's going on. I've been digging around for 30 minutes and then fucking Surge just goes and if you don't know, Club America is Surge, but anyways, he goes and he goes and posts a bid or excuse me, ups the bid for Sadio Mane. So I guess what I said about Leon isn't entirely set in stone yet. I expect a bidding war here now. Um, this just happened um, as I'm about to release the podcast. So uh, Serge, well played. I can't be mad at you for waiting till the literally the ninth hour uh, for something to happen. I mean, literally, we were. I believe we were 30 minutes away from the bid going through and being legit. And, well, we got a war on our hands. So keep up with that, guys. I'll talk about the winner of that bid next week. I guess I have more uh, more material for next week. But <laughs> goodbye once again, guys. I hope you really enjoy the podcast. And uh, if you're in the manager's post, pay attention to that. That is going to be an exciting uh, bid war to keep up with.